Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. I am your host, Heather Love. I am so glad you're here today. I have a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Being an empath is something that I have only recently began to talk about because I thought if people knew the truth about my gift, they would think that I was absolutely crazy. It has only been since I have realized what others think about me is none of my business that I have been able to fully step into all that I am without fear of judgment. My hope is that by me talking about it and helping you understand what a gift it truly is, that you'll be able to step out of the shadows to fully embrace the light that you are. Let's dive in. Let's talk about empathy and what it means to be an empath. I'm not even sure how long ago I started hearing the term empath, but I would say I was probably a teenager. I did look up when the term empath was first coined just out of curiosity for this episode, and it was in the 1950s. Many people are familiar with the term sympathy, which means that you understand something that someone else is going through from your own perspective. So maybe this could be when someone has a freak accident. And while you have never had that same thing happen to you, you have possibly had another experience that was similar to it. So you kind of understand it. Empathy is when you can put yourself in another person's shoes and understand something because you are able to share their experiences and emotions. For instance, this would be like when someone, you know, has a parent that passed away and you have also had a parent that has passed away. So you have previously experienced those same emotions. Being an empath takes empathy one step further, and it's defined as the ability to think and feel what another person is experiencing while they are experiencing it. In some cases, this can even mean that an empath can experience what others are experiencing on a physical level. Some definitions I found of the word empath describe it as paranormal activity, which makes me laugh, but I guess there is a superhuman aspect to it. You may know the term highly sensitive person or HSP. You might be thinking that these are the same as empaths. The nuance with this is that while all empaths are HSPs, not all HSPs are empaths. This is because a highly sensitive person can simply be in tune with their external environment and not necessarily take on the thoughts and feelings of others. They may just feel a general energy around others, but it's not specific. When it comes to things that pique my interest, my researcher archetype gets turned all the way on and I go down the rabbit hole of that topic. I began my quest for information quite a long time ago because I knew that I was highly intuitive and I thought that being intuitive and being an empath were kind of the same thing. So that's where I started. What I found is that there are different kinds of empaths, one of which is called an intuitive empath. For me, that means that my gifts as an intuitive and as an empath have melded into this beautiful gift of being able to just know things about others. And it's not just related to their feelings. I know what people's intentions are. I know if people are saying one thing, but feel something different. 
I may not necessarily have all the details, but I have also released the need to have all the details. I have learned to just trust what is coming through and being okay with that. This is part of why working in a corporate environment became so difficult for me because rarely does management actually mean what they say. For a while, it was this weird guessing game if I was crazy or if everyone else was. Eventually, it just became unbearable for me. I would try to not crawl out of my skin as I watched people put on acts of who they thought others wanted them to be and say what they thought their bosses wanted them to say. It's all just a game. And sometimes people would succeed at fooling others, but my abilities wouldn't let me know anything other than the intent behind the charades as the truth. Many people's reality is only what they can see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. And that's great for them. That isn't the case for me. While I take into consideration the physical reality around me, the more important aspect is the energetics that are happening. While I believe that everyone has the capacity to be an empath, it is only those that are willing to go beyond the 3D world who will be able to fully tap into these abilities. That's why people say that being an empath is unique because it's really a mindset shift that not everyone allows and welcomes into their lives. Like many empaths, I used to find my gift to feel more like a curse. It was really overwhelming in the beginning, but once I came to terms with my abilities and I began to learn how to use them, I no longer felt like I was drowning in a sea of other people's shit. In the beginning, it was so tempting to just turn off the switch that allowed in what was going on with others. But once I got to a place where I wasn't pushing it away and I learned how to hone in and digest the information coming in, I could see the benefits of this gift. What it does is it allows others to communicate with me in a way that is not limited to just words. While words can be helpful, I don't need them. I honestly can't even count the number of times that someone I know has gone through something heartbreaking and they're saying they're fine and they're acting fine, but I know that just isn't the case. What my gift does is it affords me the opportunity to say, oh, that's great, but how are you really? And it opens up those lines of communication to start a conversation based on the truth. This isn't as creepy as it sounds, but when I was coming into my gifts, I did almost feel like an intruder of sorts. Here I was knowing things about people and their intentions, yet they hadn't actually told me anything. Over time, I have been able to learn how to turn it off when it is not wanted or useful. This essentially just consists of me letting the universe know if I'm currently not available for such messages. Think of it as my closed for business sign. This became really important when I just wanted to go somewhere and have a good time and be normal and not be bombarded with everyone's stuff. I do this at family gatherings. I do this when I go out with friends. I do this when I go to the grocery store. I also had to learn that just because I received downloads about what someone else was thinking or feeling that I didn't need to do anything with that information. It took me a little time to figure out that if someone's intentions were not in alignment with what they were saying, it was not necessarily my responsibility to let anyone know. I had to get to a place where I was just okay with knowing and leaving it at that. 
it wasn't my job to tell George that Sally was saying she just wanted to be friends, but that she actually wanted to be in a romantic relationship with him. Everyone is on their own journey and everyone has free will. Just because I'm aware of something, especially if it's harmless, does not mean I need to broadcast it to the world. Some things are just not my business, no matter how much information I have about it. I also don't confront someone if what they are telling me they feel isn't in alignment with what I know to be the truth and how they really are feeling. Again, I just know that I know and I make decisions based on that. There are also five other types of empaths. The other one that I most connect to is an emotional empath, which is when you can very easily not only pick up on, but also take on the emotions of others. These can be any emotion, both positive and negative. If you frequently experience sudden mood swings when you're around others, this could be why. With practice, you can learn how to control this so that you aren't at the mercy of everyone else around you. I have a two-step process that I do that I'll share with you. First, I minimize my aura, and then I place myself in a bubble. Your aura is an energetic field that goes approximately three feet all around you in every direction. If you've ever felt someone near you without seeing them, it's because they were in your aura. So being in someone's personal space isn't just a made-up thing. It's real. With practice, you can make this space bigger or draw it in closer to you so that it's only inches away from your body. This is something you can play with in a meditative state, and it has quite literally saved me from many panic attacks. Once you get good at doing it when you're meditating, you're ready to start doing this in real time. When I learned to do this, it changed my life. I used to get really overwhelmed in crowded places, but now it's only an issue if I forget to armor up before I head into some place like that. After you learn to bring your aura close to you, the next thing I do is put myself into an energetic bubble. So not only do I no longer feel like people are intruding into my personal space, now I am also protected because any unwanted energy that tries to get in just bounces right off my bubble. Nothing enters my bubble without my consent. The four other empath types are an animal empath, which I have also been told that I am. However, I haven't made much of an attempt to nurture this yet, but it's definitely on my list of things to explore. My understanding is that animals are drawn to these people and these empaths also have an affinity for animals. It does make sense because I'm a huge animal lover, even if I'm allergic to cats. Sorry, cats. I mentioned a physical empath earlier, and those are people who experience physical symptoms that someone else is going through as if they were their own. I know many healers that have this ability. A plant empath is similar to an animal empath, except they are for plants. They are people who are deemed to have a green thumb and they can really understand the needs of the plants that they're caring for. This is definitely not me. (laughs) The last type is an earth empath. And this is someone who is similar to a plant empath, but on a much larger scale. They are deeply connected to nature and to Mother Earth, and they can even be very affected by the weather and natural disasters. 
Being an empath has nothing to do with whether or not you know someone. While you may get stronger downloads when it comes to people close to you, if you start to tap into your capabilities, you will be able to have the same results regardless of who people are to you. I have found that I no longer even need to be in the physical presence of someone to know what is going on with them. Do I have the full story? Of course not. This is where you get to use discernment with how much stock you put into this information. Take it with a grain of salt, as they say. There are some things that are still best communicated through words that you can have a fuller picture of what is happening. I hope this episode has helped you understand the different kinds of empaths, and maybe you even see yourself in some of them. Maybe for the first time in your life, you don't feel alone. I would love for you to DM me on Instagram and tell me which one of these best describes you. And if you have a friend that you think might be an empath, share this episode with them and let them know that you see them. They'll be so grateful. As always, thanks for listening. Have a magical day.